yeah. gotta join in on hold up Hello and welcome to another episode of Share Club Pod. It is IGO, and I will say right now that Michelle is not here. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Michelle could not uh, be uh, with us today um, because Michelle had other um, things that they had to do. Um, and so I am here, uh, lo- lovely me, uh, uh, here with our guest for the first time here in season two. Uh, great friend of mine, great friend of Michelle's and um, some, and a great friend of, of Share Club Pod, Rachel, AKA Lucky Peach. Say hi. Hello. Hello. How you, how you doing, Rachel? I'm very tired, but I'm good. Very tired, but good. It's been a long week. It has been one week. Oh, how long? So this is because you have a new job, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love making that reference every time. They're like, it's been one week. And it's I just cut it. Been. And so it's like perfect for DMCA shit. It'd be like, it's not long enough. It's been one week. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. How has your, I know we chatted a little bit, but how has your week been? Just a little mental health check in. No, mental health wise, it's been great. It's more just physical that I'm just dying. I like I did start a new job, which is very uh, physically taxing, although I do enjoy it quite a lot because I'm working with dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I also have a separate dog sitting booking that I've been doing for like the last two weeks. Uh, Today's actually my last day with it but you know but balancing those two like before work go check on the dogs after work go check on the dogs and then as well as like on my off day I have to do my workout class because uh my billing day is coming up so if I didn't do that last class I would have lost the credit for it oh and then I had a shoot to go to and then I had other stuff to go to I haven't recorded an episode for my patreon that I meant to do (laughs) yesterday so it's Ooh. been a long week, but you know that's the only thing that I did not accomplish. So that's fine. I want to, I want to, I want to pick apart some things you said. Not pick apart like rude way, but like let's talk yeah. about animals. I don't know a lot about animals, but you love animals. Yes. Elaborate. I love it. I like this is like the the scare like the scare like i was primarily interviewing when i was looking for a new job at like Mm -hmm. animal related places because i do enjoy working with animals as well as because i don't have enough experience or my degree in my you know media production field Mm -hmm. it's harder for me to look for a job there right now um but like the hardest part about it is like having to explain that i like humans can have multiple passions like i think it's like a weird construct especially in american like culture of like you can only have one thing that you like to do for the rest of your life and that's your job i'm like no i like animals and i like being a sound guy let me do both you know (laughs) like i'm gonna do both of them so you know Especially while I'm still learning how to be a sound guy. Like, yeah. Like yesterday, I went to work and then immediately right after, I went to go do sound guy stuff. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. I know more about dogs just because I grew up with them. Um, but, you know, I'm cool with all animals. Uh, I hung out with our friend's cat last night. Mm. So that was fun. But yeah, it's um yeah, my new job is at a doggy daycare. So it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm like, excited for like what? Oh, because I was wondering, I'm like, where I've and I haven't started, I've never asked you this, but I'm like, what what started the like love for animals so so strongly? Because you know, uh, people have like plenty of people have pets. There is a dog in my house. Um, but like, I don't, 
really care for animals like that. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, that's cute. I don't want to touch it. Uh, same way I feel about babies. I'd be like, that's cute. I don't want to touch it. I'm good. I No, hold it. Feed it. Mm, I, stay over there. Um, I mean, but, so I I'm feel like, that way about babies. People have pets, I'm wondering... <laughs> how you feel about animals, like how, how this love for animals goes. And then you can go from there and talk about why you don't, why, why you call children it. <laughs> I forgot about everyone knows that. <laughs> okay. I think, well, like mostly cause I grew up with dogs, like from birth. Um, like the only time we haven't had a dog is within, since, like my dog died when I was in high school. So that was the first time we like for the last few years that we've been without one. And like it's been weird. Um but that, you know, like everyone around me always had pets. And I think a lot of it is like my own natural instinct. And like not to get too spiritual, but you know, astrology wise, a lot of my natal chart traits align with that. Because um i know like specifically cancer signs like are very nurturing in a way but i don't like children so i guess that just it's just animals goes in a different way yeah (laughs) it goes in a different way which is funny because i i like looking at nature but i don't like being in nature so Mm. i'm not entirely a cottage core person in that sense but i do like being around all kinds of animals um I did actually apply um, when I transferred to the school we go to. I, I originally, my first choice for a major was environmental science. Um, I did not get it. <laughs> my grades. Uh, oh. You got to be super smart for that, uh, which is fine. I'm so happy with it. But yeah, like I, if I if I were smart enough and if I had the, um, I guess mental strengths to work more uh i guess professionally in the animal field i would um but yeah i mean now i know i i, I couldn't do it because i don't want to i don't want to have to put animals down you know yeah like there's there's the fun parts of being around them and like if you're with like livestock or like bigger animals you get to help them have give birth they have babies of their own but then you got to put them down yeah, I don't want to do that. But yeah, in terms of kids, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only like... child I can stand to be around is my nephew. But that's just because he's so chill. He doesn't he, he doesn't cause problems. He's just the chillest kid. He respects child, me. Yeah. I respect him. He's cool. We hang out. We're buds. We're buds. You know, I yeah. love him. But other kids. No, no, no. <laughs> Not um, at all. I don't know why I call them it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> What's it doing over there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Part, part, I think part of it is like me not wanting to assume a child's gender, mm-hmm. but also like I could just call them then. Like I just yeah. feel like them, they, but like for whatever reason I say it, it doesn't mean I don't see kids as humans because like I know that's a thing of like if like you I'm- say, you know, like I'm not calling them it in a dehumanizing yeah. way. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just, for whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so I, funny to be like, "What's that?" Like, they'll be like, "What's so? What's that going over there?" Like, you know, clearly children are humans, but it's like also yeah. it's funny because it's like I'm not seeing this as a person right now. I'm seeing this as an obstruction. <laughs> There's an obstruction. Until a certain age, they're pretty much helpless. So <laughs> they can't do anything on their own. They need to be taken care of at all hours. Also, like when I look at animals, because like when I look at animals, like you know, you'd be like the lamb, it lamb, it. But I'd be like, no, I'd be like he, the lamb. I'd be like, what's he, what's this he doing, the the little guy? When I do, when I go, when they're, I'm at work and there's a dog I don't know, I'm like, hi, who are you? I'll be like, who are you? And if they have a tag, I'll read it. And then, like, just to double check, you know, I'll look down and see what kind of parts they got and be like, okay, now I know. <laughs> now I know. 
now I know. But with kids, I'm just like, get away from me. <laughs> Stop foul beasts. <laughs> when I was applying for jobs, I uh, the daycare that my nephew goes to was hiring, mm-hmm. and I applied to it as a joke. <laughs> Because I was like, I was like, I don't like kids, but like, I could see him for like five days a week. Oh. And then, and then, uh, uh, but then I, you know, got the offer from this place. So I was like, mm-hmm. like very quickly. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And the daycare actually just emailed me yesterday. I was like, dude, you're like about a week and a half too late. I chose, to, I went with the animals where the wild things are. Yes. <laughs> Kids are just messy too. They're gross. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I mean, there is a day. Like human babies are helpless for a few years. They don't come yeah. out of the womb fully developed in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's like they've been in there so long. It's like you're still not. But done. animals, specifically mammals, for sure. Like they just come out. Like they take a few days, you know, to mm-hmm. get their shit together it depends like if it's like kittens or puppies they need a few weeks um but it's significantly quicker than human babies human babies take years um like i've seen uh, like one of my old favorite pastimes in high school was to watch videos of animals giving birth yeah um dolphin babies they just come out ready to go they just pop out and they're just like came through swimming yeah, it's really wow. cute. And I'm like, why can't our bodies function to hold a developed child? Because like Maybe I mean I know like the reason I know the thousand years. Like I know the reason that like human babies don't come out fully developed is because of the size of our adult bodies. Yeah. It would kill us. But still, why? Why do they come? Why do they gotta come out with floppy necks? Oh, this just sounds so terrible. It just sounds so like gruesome, just to be like floppy. Like, just because, like, like, yeah, it just sounds real bad. Like I'm like imagining, like, you know, when like a chick they snap the chick's neck and it's like flopping. Uh, I was like, but like a baby coming out just. I was like, that's awful. That's really gross. It does it does make me sad when I see like because I know French people yeah. they cook like ducks whole. Yeah. And so they take it out of the oven and the neck is just like I'm like Yeah. Why? Oh, just do I need to put an animal cruelty animal content warning? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just probably. gonna put gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put gore. <laughs> Floppy necks. Uh content warning. Talks about floppy necks. Floppy necks. Okay. Um, so, uh, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, at Lucky Peach, L-V-C-K-Y Peach. You um, have had a Patreon. Like, you you have had a Patreon for quite a while. Um, not as long as Roe and, Bla- and, and Brad for the Nerdcore. <laughs> But um, you've had it for quite a while, and I, I'm, I'm wondering um, if you may know, um, Share Club Pod recently uh, launched our Patreon. We have $2 tier, $5 tier, and $10 tier. Um, but I was wondering, as a, a fellow creator um, that's fairly new and like using Patreon, especially as a solo creator, I'm wondering if you have any advice for Share Club Pod about like Patreon and like engagement and such. Um. My thing is I just keep to my posts. Um, I did figure out you can, um, like when you schedule posts, you can choose a time that it'll go for patrons and when it'll go to the public. So you can do separate dates. I started doing mm-hmm. that for the main episodes. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know. I like Oh, the, I, what's it, early access or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I have very few patrons and they're all my friends <laughs> so i'm a patron I'm not, I'm not entirely concerned about engagement because i'm like i'm gonna go on discord and say hi to you <laughs> like <laughs> you know me on a personal level um, oh, hey, go vote. 
did, I did start um, a patrons a Patreon exclusive series, like a mini pod. Um, oh. That's the thing that I forgot to record yesterday. Um, where I'm just basically doing a retrospective of uh, Ingmar Bergman. Oh yeah. Um, so I did that hopefully to get more engagement because I was like, I, I, sh I should probably, if I got more into the Patreon, then that'll probably bring more attention to it. Yeah. Maybe some of my, cause I do have like a small, like, but kind of like good, uh, amount of listeners on my YouTube, uh, for the, for the podcast. So it's like maybe, you know, they'll listen to it. They'll hear that there's an exclusive series um, and that'll, you know, get more um, uh, engagement on the Patreon. But if not, it's fine. I'll keep doing it. Like, I'm happy to just keep doing it even if nobody listens. Because um, one, yeah. thing, one thing Michelle and I are doing is like, you know, we, we use StreamYard. We use StreamYard to record, um, and so, like, a lot of people won't see the video until, like, either until, like, they become a patron or much, much later when we start slowly rolling them out onto our YouTube. But, like, right now, just, one, just because of the, the nature of, like, how late in the game we're in season two when we did the Patreon, like, a month into season two. Um, but, like, we're doing, like, early audio, and then, you know, I have it use Anchor for, for the audio, the public audio. And then we have early video, and then we have like a monthly Patreon exclusive at the moment. Um, but I'm like, I know like something like the idea to be like, hey, keeping this content to be like, hey, we can put it in new audiences' faces more and more over time. And I think that's like pretty cool to be like, hey, we're doing something over here, but over here something's going on as well of like almost like the cycle starting over. So it's new for y'all here. But it's it, but it happened like a year ago, like yeah. Something about that feels like it that like maybe it could work if it, but it also could be like too many moving parts. Um, because like I look at like Critical Role and like Critical Role has a lot of success, but like they've been doing stuff for like five years, but like a whole new audience is about to see them in a different format somewhere else with their animated series when normally it's just them playing D and D, and so. It's like, how can we reach new people with with the same content, you know, while yeah. while still making content without overburdening ourselves as students, <laughs> and uh, uh, and a, and a low budget production. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what like that's what I've been wondering because I I do my thing where I use Streamyard to video record each podcast episode. Um, but I only make it available to patrons. And so, like, I've been like, maybe what if I make it available to everyone? Will that change things? Um, will that change engagement because they can see what's going on? Because I know a lot of times in recordings, I tend to point, th point at things in my room. And I'm like, people listening to the audio are going to know what the fuck I'm pointing to. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I have that over there. You can't see it. Um, yeah, like right now, nobody can see this lovely hat that Rachel made me. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a lovely hat. It's nice. So I was like, I'll wear it today. I need to cut my hair. And I actually felt like kind of the cold air from the AC. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this hat Oh, the weather was nice outside this morning. Oh, jealous. It was nice <laughs> and breezy. Oh, but now it's getting hot. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm debating it. I'll probably have to look into it more, but I also don't want to overstress myself, put too much on my plate with planning it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's you know, we'll see what the future holds and how 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 we continue mm -hmm. to grow as as creators in the space. Yeah. Yeah. I think now is a good time, about 19-ish minutes in, uh, to talk about the fact that we're we'll be talking about Plastic Beach today. Rachel's choice. That's the whole reason why Rachel the whole reason why Rachel is here as our guest. We're talking about Plastic Beach by Gorillas. 
Um, Rachel, Wait, I forgot to. I have the final. I was going to grab it and show it. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I will vamp while you go grab. <laughs> and I'm not cutting any of this out. So, um, Plastic Beach was chosen by Rachel. Um, unfortunately, just like because of timing, Michelle couldn't be here, but Michelle was also very excited to listen to this. And um, and Michelle will be listening to it as soon as they get it get a chance. Um, but Rachel, go ahead and show our video our video listeners um, your vinyl. Yes, I got this. Well, I got this at Half Price Books. Ooh, um, because buying a new one is more expensive. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. But also, I just feel like it's cooler to have one of the originals. I don't know if this is the original pressing. I don't think so, but I mean, it's from 2010, so it's at least from when it released. Yeah. It's really nice. It's a, it's one of these. It's not Ooh, my favorite. That art. Yeah, the art, this is what I love about Gorillaz. It's like, uh, Jamie Hewlett is, okay, it's just a black one. Um, his art is incredible. And like, I'm like, this man... I don't think they even have an art team even this far into it. Like, I think it's just him. And, like, I'm wow. sure they have, like, a whole database of saved, like, animations and, like, I guess templates for character designs because yeah. it's the same four characters. Um, but, like, still, that man, that man works hard. That man works hard. He designed that whole fucking, I have the, the Gorilla's Almanac as well. He designed that whole damn thing. Wow. Like, that man works hard. The devil works hard, but Jamie Hewlett works harder. <laughs> I'm going to take a second from you for a second. I'm going to read, yeah. do our customary Wikipedia read of the, for the album. Plastic Beach is the third studio album by British virtual band Gorillaz. It was released on March 3rd, 2010 by Parlophone internationally and by Virgin Records in the United States. Conceived from an unfinished project called Carousel, the album was, was recorded from June 2008 and to November 2009 and was produced primarily by group co-creator Damon Albarn. It features guest appearances by such artists as Snoop Dogg, Grafreese, De La Soul, Bobby Womack, Most Def, Lou Reed, Mark E. Smith, Bashi, Kano, and Little Dragon. Uh, Plastic Beach received mostly positive reviews and was later named one of the decade's best albums by several critics. The album debuted at number two on the UK album charts, selling approximately 74,432 copies in its first week. It debuted at number two on the US Billboard 200 with 112,000 copies sold in its first week and also reached number one in several other countries. Um, yeah, Rachel, tell me why... You you chose this one because I know I know you love gorillas, but like yeah. why why this one in particular? Okay, well, I'm gonna give a whole overview of my overview yeah, of my story it. with gorillas. Um, yes. So the first time I heard of gorillas was as a kid when MTV still only showed music videos. I remember the music the music video for it was probably either Clint Eastwood or Feel Good um, on TV, and it scared the shit out of me. Uh, like, 2D was, like, scary looking to me. Oh, wow. Uh, as a kid. And then, yeah, and then I, like, rediscovered them late in high school, early in college, and was just like, oh, shit. I think it was around, no, whatever year Humans came out, uh, because it was, like, a big thing, because um Damon Albarn had gone on hiatus for a little bit after one of the albums and like hadn't really you know released anything so they really like, oh 2017 okay so it'll be like my sophomore year um yeah when humans came out and I loved it a lot of people don't like humans because it's primarily features there's not a whole lot of uh Damon or 2D himself singing um, but I still think it's great. It's got a lot of bops. Um, yeah, they, he just, he just doesn't stop. Like, I love him because he, 
because he does so many features, because he gets smaller artists, he gets big names, you know, he gets like Snoop Dogg, he gets uh, like uh, their most recent album has Elton John on it, you know, more well-known people, but also you have like uh, smaller known like rappers and artists who like maybe have a smaller following or like primarily a following in the UK. So like that gives them more of that worldwide recognition and brings their names to light. So you can be like, hey, he worked with this guy. Now I know this person. Um, yeah, like reaching across. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he really, he really, like I feel like he's doing a lot for the music industry by doing that, by like helping people out and giving them more of the, uh, the more reach that they can get. By working with them um yeah plastic beach though um yeah i have a strong emotional connection to this album it's on melancholy hill is like my favorite one of my favorite songs of all time um it is kind of like my happy song which is i know ironic because the title <laughs> has melancholy, melancholy in it but um it's a vibe and like it, it brings me a lot of peace in, in my mind, especially when I'm having a rough time. It, it's gotten me through a lot of mental breakdowns. Um, yeah, as well as like, this is basically their most well-known album, which is, it's hard to say considering like all of their early work specifically is very well-known, but Plastic Beach is like the quintessential album that everyone knows of. Um, and it's also the most uh, influential one because, like, it, it has a lot of commentary on um, pollution and stuff and the environmental impact of pollution and of plastic. So, and, uh, yeah, and, like, I... <sighs> kind of a hipster thing to say it's gonna be one of those people but i think it's showing very trouble because it, it because we're the climate crisis is is only getting worse now yeah so it's making it more important but, not, <laughs> but like it's true i was like don't i was like I you're making the funny voice but like it's true it's so i'm like well it's because like those what is indie... it a hipster thing to say to, to spit facts about the nah, fact that like this like album those... came out in 2010 and we're still going through this shit and we ain't learned a goddamn thing yeah, no, I make fun of it. I'm more making fun of uh, like um, gaslighters, not gaslighters. Well, yeah, gaslighters, but gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. Or like, I knew what was doing. You can feel your way. You would keep it. Gatekeepers. I like to make fun of gatekeepers. Okay, yeah. I am the gatekeeping police. I am the gatekeeping police. Geo has seen this on multiple occasions. Yeah. In group chats, I'll be like, no. No. I'm allowed. I was like, I'm allowed to like this. Let people enjoy things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's great. I have a tattoo for this album, actually. It's my first one. Um, I'm kind of over it now that I've gotten bigger and better pieces. But I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. So this came out before they... Yeah, it did. When did... I don't know how recent it was, but uh, Damon Albarn did begin his own record label called oh, wow. uh, Kong Studios. Uh, Kong, like the uh, like the dog toy. I don't even I don't even know I don't know animals so yeah. dog toy. <laughs> yeah, it's a dog toy that um, is like supposed to be like indestructible, and you can put, like treats inside of it for enrichment oh wow yeah That's when cool. did kong studios begin okay so it originally yeah. started when it originally started because I, I was like yeah i've seen it the whole time so kong studios was fictional obviously to begin with mm -hmm. because there is a lot of lore with gorillas you know it's more than just a virtual band there is history there there are hour-long videos on youtube probably longer Get into it. YouTube. Get into it. Get nerdy. Like, do it. Explaining the entire lore of Gorillas as each album passes. Each album is like, a, I mean, it happens with most artists. They have new phases with each album, usually pop artists. 
Uh, Taylor Swift does it. She's the most well-known for it. But, like, Gorillaz is, like, each album is a continuation of their story. You're like, oh, where are they living now? What have they gotten up to since this? What yeah. events led to this? And it's well, where are we now? And where are we here? And demonic. Here? I don't actually know where we are right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I'm going to give you homework, though. I want you to find me an article about the gorillas lore so I can put it in the show notes. Okay. Uh, right. I know the last thing I remember hearing is when the Now Now came out because when um, the music video for Humility first released, which was mm -hmm. like the first single that released, uh, they were like, who's this new character in the music video? Uh, so basically, uh, Murdoch, the bassist, got arrested. He was in jail. He's mm -hmm. like the troublemaker of the band, whatever. He's a Satanist, but like in the Christian way. Oh. In the Christian way. Um, yeah, he bullies the fuck out of Tootie. I don't really like it. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> so, like, this new guy, I forgot his name already, because he came back by the time uh, um, uh, um, yeah. Music Machine, whatever the fuck that album was called. It just came out. By the time this recent album came out, he was, okay. back. He was out of jail. Uh, Song Machine song machine so um yeah he was in jail so they found a new bassist blah 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 like oh so while he was in jail they found a new bassist and then like yeah then he came back yeah the white like and like that was a big thing because like now that social media is so like ingrained in society now like it's the go-to thing now you can't live without it at this point like it makes um it gives them more opportunity to be interactive with mm -hmm. the lore so while murdoch was in prison while he was like trying to break out there were like interactive things if you could tweet you could call him while he, you could call him while he's in prison like stuff like that like 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 the kind of thing of like when a bad bill gets passed and they're like call your senators like that kind of thing but to get murdoch out of prison like so, so it's become more interactive as time has gone on, and I think it, it, like it works perfectly for the fact that it's just, you know, a virtual band, um, and the fact that it's 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 like I I see this. The only thing reason that this band would stop existing is if Damon Albarn died, because like it's so malleable, it's so able to progress with time and with technology compared to like some artists may not be able to make that transition into new technology and so they might fade out of the spotlight but this team is you know because it's cartoon you know and lore they can you know change it any way to adapt to what society is doing now to be, still be influential um yeah i can't remember all lore off the top of my head to be honest um, well, how about this? Tell me, like, the because let, let's put it this way. I've heard, like, a couple songs from Gorillaz that were, like, huge. But, like, other than that, I know nothing. So, like, I went into this album and was like, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, now I'm like, okay, virtual band before, like, before, like, you know, like virtual stuff was like really big, you know, because like now you got like the the VTubers and stuff. I'm like, but like Gorillaz being a virtual band before that, long before that, I'm like, how did this happen? Who who are these people? I like, I don't even know who all the members of the band are. Like, okay. I don't like I'm I'm square one. And okay. I'm sure there are other people who are listening to this episode who are square one as well. So there, there is a whole, you know, like there's sub wiki websites for fandoms. There is a whole sub wiki yeah. for gorillas. Oh, um, wow. Oh, send link in the private chat so I can have it for the show notes. Yeah. Um, so as I'm looking at this, I'm remembering. So um, Murdoch, he's the basis. He's the green guy. Um he wanted to start a band in, in, in the late 90s. Um, uh, 2D, who's the singer, lead guy, his name's actually Stu. Um, yeah, he was working somewhere. They met. Uh, they were like, let's make a band. Um, 
Murdoch did hit Tootie's head, uh, injured him really bad, which is why his um, his eyes are the way that they are. Uh, his eyes are very fucked up because they're full of blood from getting wow. beat up by Murdoch. But they're in a band but, together. Yeah. Drama. Drama. It's been over 20 years. Anyways, um, that's why, like, going back to the Humility music video, if you watch it, his eyes mm. turn white. Um, Humility music video? Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait. Going back. So, Humans, there's a song called Saturn's Bars, and it was kind of, it was the first single that released for that album. And the um, music video for that kind of set up the, the lore of the continuation of their story coming yeah. into the new album. Uh, they go into this haunted house, a bunch of bullshit happens. So the, the I don't know uh, if it's been confirmed or not, but at the time, the belief was um, he got, um, 2D was, uh, became possessed during that time. Um, I would don't think his eyes are white in the other music videos for humans, not entirely sure, but his eyes are white for sure in the humility music video. So like the, the, the assumption was that he was possessed or something, but he was happy in that music video. So people were like, well, I mean, is it a bad thing if he's happy and possessed? Ooh. Because he like, when he, when he's in his normal state, he doesn't look that happy, you know? Yeah. Um, Anyways, moving on. So then they find, a, they're, they're looking for a drummer. They go to, they're in New York, whatever. They find Russell. He's the drummer. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so it's saying here he was expelled from an expensive private school for suffering from demonic possession. Um, the trauma of the possession resulted in a coma. Um or he was only roused by uh, an exorcism. Um, so yeah, while after that he goes to high school, he makes friendships with like a bunch of rappers, DJs, MCs, street musicians. So that's kind of like the basis for like, oh, this is how they get all these features. Mm. Russell knows everybody. Um, oh, so Russell's the connection. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but like the friends he made then also kind of died. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he survived. Uh, he became like a receptacle for spirits um, of all his friends. So that's what I mean by like those are the features. Like a lot of times in the early albums, um, the rappers that come on, if you watch the music videos, the like, especially the music video for Clint Eastwood. Um, a ghost straight up comes out of Russell, like, because he just basically absorbed all their spirits. And wow. that's who's rapping. Yeah, it's very, it's very um, um, supernatural. I'm looking at, so I'm looking just to like, so I can get like faces to names and I'm looking at stuff. And I'm like, who, the, like, I'd be like, someone's name, Faust. I don't trust him. Murdoch Faust Nichols. <laughs> I was like, I don't trust you. Yeah, and like, but now I'm in a band with you, even though like you beat the shit out of I don't know. Yeah. All right. Who's so, Noodle? Okay, hold on. Let me finish with Russell. Okay. Okay. So he also <laughs> has a side effect of the possession: his eyes glow white. Um, and absorbing the the spirits, he also absorbed all the talents, which is why he's so good at what he does. Noodle. Her story starts out a little very, very indicative of the time that this originated. It's not racist, but it, it is. So they're, the three of them are like hanging out. Um, uh, they sent out an ad because they're looking for a guitar. A guitar blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they needed a guitarist. So they sent out an ad the exact same day, a FedEx container, like a freight container, shipping container, mm -hmm. just arrived at their doorstep from Japan. Um, and, uh, she jumps out with a guitar. Um, at the time she couldn't speak English. So she's just like shredding the guitar to be like, hire me type of thing. Just showing it. Oh yeah. Showing her, her talent. Yeah. Um, 
afterwards, she only said one word in English, uh, which is which became her name. So Noodle. Um, and then, uh, you know, they made the band named it Gorillaz. Uh, they recorded at Kong Studios, uh, which was fictitious for the lore. And then at some point within the last few years has become a real thing. <laughs> Damon Albar just began his own record label and called it Kong. Uh, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, it makes sense. Full circle. Uh, yeah, and then they started making music. Um, when they first get famous in their lore, Damon Albarn actually is written into it <laughs> as like a collaborator. As more like a, in the lore, Damon is like a, a vocal coach for 2D. Um, <laughs> coach himself? <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically. That's cool. That's pretty. It's wild. It's wild, and it just keeps going from there. It's a lot. It's a lot. I couldn't go over all of it in one. Yeah, no, don't sitting. do don't do all of it. I just wanted to kind of like get an understanding of like what was going on. Um, yeah. So uh, let's let let's talk a little bit about the album itself because we've gone real in. We've gone real in. Like I think I have a basic a good understanding, um, but like when I went in, I like. I went in like fresh, like I didn't look up anything. I just started listening and was like very surprised at like, like sonically, I was like, oh, what is this? What is happening right now? And then like hearing like featured, I was like, is that Snoop Dogg? And like listening in, and I'm like, it's really weird. Cause like I recognized, I was like Snoop Dogg, Lou Reed. I was like, I was like, when did this album come out? And then I was like, 2010? I was like, there are people on this album that like died like three, four years later. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a wild out. Like, these are, they're like classic, classic features. Like, they're like people who were like, I I wouldn't have been like, Gorillas, Lou Reed. I wouldn't have thought that that would be like a feature. Like, that one's like stood out a lot to me. I was like, or Bobby Womack. I was like, what the fuck? I know who these people are. <laughs> Why have I never listened to Gorillaz? He has what a lot of connections. Yeah. He really, yeah, one of his most recent uh, uh, common collaborators is Vince Staples as well. Oh, shit. Their stuff always comes out good. He's really good friends with Snoop. Uh, he's on multiple, multiple songs over the years. Um, I think he's on Song Machine. Um, he's for sure on the Now Now. Oh, wow, I opened Spotify in the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope the sound is off. <laughs> no, yeah, it's off. It, it's, okay. it's a song from the now now because it came on in my car earlier. Oh, sweet. Um, but yeah, like sonically, yeah. this album was like, like it took me a second to kind of like go, so I had to like go through and be like, oh, yeah, okay. It sounded like it was like about, about like pollution. And then I was like, let me look at the lyrics. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was right. I was like, duh, Plastic Beach. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But like, sonically is not what I thought it would be. And like, it's like pretty smooth. And like, there's a couple songs that like from, from Jump, I was like, these stand out. And one of them was on Melancholy Hill. Another one was, uh, was a Super Fast Jelly. Uh, I was like, because I was like listening to it while I was like making, like putting breakfast together. And I was like, it's me. I'm making breakfast. <laughs> Somebody, the uh, the little ad that they sample in the very beginning of Super Fast. Mm -hmm. um, somebody like a while ago, oh, Kelvin, uh, a few months ago, he sent me like that ad. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. I had never, I didn't know it was a real thing, a real commercial. And he just sent it to me. I was like, you got to send me that ad. I you got to send me that ad for the show notes. You got to yeah, send me that ad. I'll text him. Um, but I did, I can confirm Snoop is not on Song Machine. Uh, but I know for sure he was on the Now Now. But Song Machine w like had a lot of surprises in store for me specifically Ooh. as a queer white person. <laughs> Ooh. It back on it. <laughs> and Robert Smith. You just now. You did that to you just now. <laughs> I, I know. I did that on purpose because I was gonna say. I knew I was gonna say Beck. Because <laughs> I also really like Beck. But it, also, it's got Robert Smith. It's got Saint Vincent. It's got Elton John. Ooh, Saint Vincent. 
Yeah. Um, I have Vincent some more. I've like listened to like I listened to um which album had Digital Witness. I listened to that album a bunch, but like I never uh-huh. really went back to went back to listening to any other like St. Vincent albums. The now now. The now now is very much like a techno pop kind of album. Ooh. It's like oh, interesting. It's like, it's like let's get high and go to a Uns Uns club type of album. It's great Uns, though. Uns, it's Uns Uns club. It's, somebody said that the other day. Uh we were watching well, we were watching Blade and like they were in the Uns Uns club so somebody said Uns Uns club and so yeah, that was fun. It was a fun time. So, um, okay, so this gorilla's like change sonically a lot like Not between really. from album to album they have their sound they're like specific sound like when you listen to a song you can just hear the like i don't know what's the term like the undertones of it you can be like that's gorillas like you just know mm. type of thing but um it does change because like they have songs that sound more like you know R&B and they have songs that sound like techno pop like it's a wide range of like I don't I wouldn't consider it just one genre like it floats in between but they have their sound and they're able to like nail it on the head every time oh so Um, it's kind of like there's this thing that's like always there them and like there's some stuff they can use to like wrap around like sway a little bit to left sway a little bit to the right but it's always them because of what what's at the root yeah I respect it. The commercial, I found it. Love that. I was like, I'm Um, opening up the album so I can tell you what other songs I like. But yeah, super fast jellyfish. I I was like, I was like, I know I'm reading part of that. I have Um, a funny story about that from last year. That song. Do it, do it. Tell me, tell me. Um. So I um used to work at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And. (laughs) Um, one day I was at work and there's a lot of, uh, the specific grocery store I work at because we're in Texas, there's a lot of, uh, indie beer brands, you know, like IPAs and stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of them because Texas produces a lot of beer. Um, a lot of alcohol, which I find ironic considering you can't sell hard liquor in grocery stores in Texas. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and I walk past and in the um the i guess i'm gonna call it the ipa section because they're not all ipas but they are indie brands like local brands mm-hmm. i'm walking past that specific part of the beer and wine section and i see one like a lot of the indie ones have very pretty labels very pretty like it makes me wish i liked beer like that's how pretty these labels are because i'm just like oh. i want to buy that but i know i'm not gonna like it um and I saw one that said super fast jellyfish and like the label was so pretty. It was like, it was like, um, um, it was blue and pink mostly. It was like, um, um, like neon pink and like, and like, uh, like this, this blue on my tattoo, like, like blue, like uh, sky blue kind of. And the jellyfish mm. on it was like, um, like steampunk looking like mechanical oh, jellyfish shit. it was cool it was cool that sounds dope fuck. as hell it was cool i got uh, it was a seasonal so i haven't seen it since but um uh so i bought it anyways because i was like i can't pass that up like they used the name of a song from my favorite band i can't pass that up yeah uh it was disgusting though uh, it was a pineapple sour with yeah. uh, lactose in it, it was not good. Candle <laughs> you know, when you were done? Yes, I did. I don't have it. I don't know if I kept it after I moved back um, home. But it was gorgeous. It was so pretty. Um, the actual jellyfish design for this song um, is different. It's more of a cartoony. Yeah, you know? I'm looking and I'm like, yeah. It's, it was so gorgeous though. If I, if we can find it later, then I'll put it in the show notes. But if it's not in the show notes, it's because we couldn't find it. (laughs) Couldn't find a picture of that beer can. Um, I, yeah. Okay. So some other songs I like, um, uh, another one was, uh, some kind of nature with Lou Reed, um, 
on Melancholy Hill, Sweepstakes, and uh, Cloud of Unknowing. Which isn't to say I disliked any of the other songs. It was just like these, those songs in particular, like definitely like stood out to me when I was listening. Um, like it was also, I guess, like I mean, um, Little Dragons aren't here twice, and like I recently got into Little Dragon, not really deep into Little Dragon, but like uh, there was a couple songs, and I was like, oh, this is like a. I just assumed it was like a new group, just because I was like, I've never heard of them before. Um, because it was that. Uh, do you want to be my love? I want to be your man, or whatever. And I heard that one. And then I was like, oh, they were in, on this? Wow. I feel, I was like, dang, like, I, I'm glad I never talked about being like, I found this new group because <laughs> they're not new at all. <laughs> it's almost 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, I... another thing I read was that, like, this, um, that this album was like, recorded like kind of globally of like um ah, shit what song was it that was like they was uh the quote that I was reading was saying we use in this song there's like stuff from like the national orchestra um and uh, like national arabic orchestra or something um and they were talking about like trying to resemble the sound of um israeli jets going like flying low across uh beirut um, and like making all the windows splash out, and I was like, "What are like specific things to like?" You yeah. like yeah, bring that. What is it? That's it's what... the one with um. It's the one with fucking Gruff and Kano. It's that one. It's, it's like super, it's super fast jellyfish. Yeah. Okay. That's like... what. Like that's another thing. Like it's just the creativity no, and flag. the knowledge that the team has. Just it's so specific. They're like it's it's uh, just it's like they know everything yeah they do their research and like he's so smart with, with his work he knows exactly what he's doing oh my god he like oh. like and i'm like, definitely gonna listen to some more and like and he, he's definitely it. not the kind of person to see like um um uh like someone living in a different country as a boundary or as like a limitation. He's like, no, just record it and send it over to me. Like a lot of his features are like that. Um like, oh, uh, and like I've never seen them live live, but I did I did um see the virtual concert that they did last December uh for Song Machine. And like even that I was like, I don't even care that I'm not physically there at that shoes. It's like he, they tailored that show so perfectly for a virtual concert. Like, it wasn't even a letdown, you know? I was, like, worried yeah. I was going to be just watching some people on a stage performing. Like, I was watching a video on YouTube. Nah, nah. They had Beck there as a hologram. Like, wow. Oh, he, yeah, because you did go to that. Yeah. Yeah, he pulled out. He found, so, like, he told his story. He found this, like, shitty little keyboard-looking mm -hmm. thing in like a thrift store uh in the early 2000s or in the 90s i can't remember and he like pressed he was like playing around with it and he you know how like keyboards some keyboards have pre-recorded songs on them and you just press the button and it plays it yeah. one of the the pre-recordings on it was uh the tune for um uh, feel good <gasps> like the intro. what the fuck yeah what so, like, he busted this like 20 some year old machine just puts presses a button and then starts singing and i was like yo yo deceased this man is so <laughs> smart dude he he's a genius and he's like nobody nobody gives him the credit he deserves he's so good <laughs> like, <laughs> his reach his reach is incredible too because like you you, you like watch humility and he's like sitting there and all of a sudden you watch the music video and jack black pops up and you're like what the fuck is he doing here and i'm not gonna question it though because david alborn somehow knows everybody <laughs> somebody he knows everybody he knows everybody he's so smart dude he's so smart and like a lot of his songs like it's not even just this album this album does primarily talk about you know climate change and pollution but like in previous songs like talk about like gun control and and politics and stuff like that it's like 
it's it it has it's less it's the kind of thing where like you don't really think it's that obvious like you can't tell upon first listening to it and then you look a little bit deeper and you're like oh shit that's saying something yeah you know like that's important um which makes it even more incredible that he gets all these features because then like you have people that actually probably know more about that topic that the song is about mm-hmm. than maybe he does because he maybe hasn't experienced it if it's more like a like racial injustice or something and yeah. then you get somebody on the song who can actually like put that energy into it because they know what that's like and yeah it's just so Rachel, smart. you've opened up a whole new world for me because like it's i heard oh, gorillas but it was dude. just like never really got deep into it or like but like now i'm like it's like it's, the more I'm like, you're breaking the layer of like, okay, tell me I'm no the basic, and you're like, no, this is amazing, and this is amazing. I'm like, how like this is legitimately a like how am like I a, not all the way into this and have been this to this my whole life? It's like, like a Russian nesting doll. It's like a Russian nesting doll. You open up one layer and you get to the smallest one, and you think that that's gonna be the smallest one, and you open it up and there's more in there, and you're just like, it's it's so good and like it it blows my mind even more because this this started out as just two dudes like a guy who can make Mm. music and a guy who was more of a an artist like uh like a actual like a uh animator artist like it's just them two It, it and now they do have more of a team which helps because they get more knowledge, more information yeah. quicker and make albums quicker. But at the end of it, still at the center is is Damon and Jamie. Like it's they both still collaborate together, you know, they're besties. They still do everything. Jamie still does like the vast majority of the artwork. You know, he designed the entire Gorilla's Almanac. Like it it's uh, it's so great. It's so great. Okay. Now, we got a little bit of business before we close up. One, out of all the stuff we've talked about, Rachel, you have the task here of figuring out the title of this episode. Like, that's a great way to tie this episode all together. There's literally a song called Welcome to the World of Plastic Beach. Yeah. Uh, that might be too long, but like, uh, maybe welcome to the world. I don't know, or like, welcome, the, welcome, welcome to, to gorillas. Welcome to gorillas. Welcome to gorillas. Yeah, mm, teamwork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> title Welcome to Gorillas. All right, Rachel, what can they find you? You can find me everywhere at Lucky Peach, LVCKYPH, as well as every Tuesday, noon Central Standard Time episodes of my podcast the luckiest peach podcast where i review movies i go over things releasing on streaming services and in theaters and in the criterion collection i review cult classic movies i review recent movies i do drunk commentaries with my friends uh there is a very specific episode where myself and brad got very very shit-faced and rambled over art of self-defense while our friend louise just (laughs) casually watched the movie in silence (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, you go check that like, out it's, there's it's an amazing. episode where i drink hot vodka like there's, i just like when drink watched, vodka straight uh, out the bottle or september <laughs> september uh drunk commentary we watched ma geo drink hot vodka um hot vodka. because <laughs> we weren't gonna let I'm, him make us drink alone yeah um, i didn't want you to drink alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh as well as i do have a patreon for the podcast also called Lucky, well, you can do patreon.com slash lucky beach. Um, yeah, I, I think that's everything. I have a Patreon exclusive um, uh, series, as we mentioned earlier, where I'm going over Ingmar Bergman's cinema. I'm going through each movie. Yeah, that's everything. And you can find me on Twitter at MeteorMartyr17. That's M E D I A M A R T Y R 17. Um, link tree and description for all the places I am on the internet, including here, Share Club Pod, um, where we talk about the film, t- the movies, TV, music, and anything that's lit week to week. Um, or, and whenever there is a Fifth Friday, as is with this episode, we have 
uh, we do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you so much. Go listen. Um, see, look at the show notes for all the places. Um, go to Patreon. Support us on Patreon. Um, Friends of Share Club Pod section on there. And um, when Michelle comes back, um, send Michelle some love because uh, we 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 miss them. We missed them this episode, but they'll be back. Miss and we'll you, Michelle. Certainly... I love you. Love you, Michelle. Love you, Michelle. And we'll certainly have Rachel back on um, as soon as we can, um, likely in season three. Um, and because this this was fun, and I I, I love my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never I've never fully gone into depth about how I feel about this band around y'all. So I'm glad I finally got to do that. I'm glad. I'm very happy because, like, I'm yeah. really interested. Welcome to Gorillas. Welcome to Gorillas. All right. Um, couple more things so I don't forget. Be kind to yourself because you're doing the best you can. Be kind to others because they're doing the best they can too. Um, sharing is caring, and sharing makes the world go round. Uh, and and I think I got all the things that we usually say in an episode. And so I'm gonna end broadcast. End broadcast. I'm a season two type, bro. Like, I'm a <laughs> <laughs>